Rabbi Yosef Shalom Kahanamin, the Panavajar Rav, lost everything in the Holocaust. Family, community, institutions that he'd built from the ground up. And yet he didn't give up. He had an ambitious, audacious almost, plan to rebuild Jewish life in the Holy Land. And people challenged him. And they said, Rabbi Kahanamin, you're dreaming. And Rabbi Kahanamin responded, Yes, it's true, I'm dreaming. However, I am not sleeping. Rabbi Kahanaman utilized the power of dreams to accomplish incredible feats. And we are forever grateful for those dreams that he had. We too can tap into the power of dreams to do amazing things, to become amazing people and do things that will benefit many, many others. But we need to learn what it means to dream. What is a dream? A dream is something ambitious. A dream is something more expansive than the present. And as we've discussed in a previous episode, in order to appropriately dream, you first have to live in the present. Because the idea of a dream is to expand the present. It's to expand the simple truth to something bigger, to something broader. That's what Joseph did to his father Jacob by taking his simple truth and bringing it to the farthest reaches of Egyptian society. And that's what a dream does to pure intellect. Pure intellect is abstract. Dreams are connected to visuals. They're connected to images. They're grounded in the physical world. In a certain sense, they're less intellectual, less spiritual than their counterpart, pure intellect. But dreams understand that pure intellect shouldn't be contradicted through the dream. It should be expanded through the dream. Reality shouldn't be escaped via dreams, but reality should be enhanced and strengthened through dreams. Joseph doesn't escape his present reality through dreams. He embraces his present reality. He looks around, he realizes what's wrong. He goes to his father, he wants to talk to him and complain about the things that are wrong. Joseph sees what's wrong. He doesn't escape reality through dreams. But he knows that he's capable of greatness. And he sets out on that journey with the power of imagination, with the power of expansion, with the power of dreams. We can and must do the same. Joseph's dreams allowed him to have faith. Joseph's dreams allowed him to transcend the present by realizing that there was a great future ahead. He wasn't limited to his present circumstances. He realized that this was just a springboard for what was yet to come. Dreams work through, as we mentioned, visualization. They work through a connection to the physical world. It would seem less spiritual to engage in dreams than it would to study Torah and engage in pure abstraction, where we talk about pure concepts. Instead, Joseph applies those, con those very same concepts to the real world, to the world of objects, to the world where things are unclear and you need an imagination. You need to extrapolate. What would the truth say in this situation? How do we apply the truth in such and such a reality? That's Joseph's journey as he travels farther and farther away from his father's home. Joseph is a bridge. Joseph is a bridge between the past and the future, between his father and his brother's and the future generations. Joseph is a bridge. Joseph is a bridge also between heaven and earth. A bridge between creativity and structure 
a bridge between divine foreknowledge and absolute unity of God and human endeavor and human achievement. And Joseph is also a bridge between acceptance and pushing forward. This is the tightrope that Joseph walks. How does Joseph do this? What does this mean? What do we mean by a bridge between acceptance and pushing forward and creativity and structure? What we mean is that Joseph went about his business of achieving excellence, knowing that deep down he had a yearning for leadership and that he knew that that was prophetic and that that was the will of Hashem. And he knew that by acting in a concrete, linear, rational way to build his own power and to build his excellence and to build his leadership qualities, he knew that he was actualizing, he was expressing the will of his creator. The will of his creator is far transcendent, is way beyond his rational linear thinking of how to put one step in front of the other and become the great leader that he knows he can become. And yet Joseph manages to bridge those two perfectly. He recognizes that when he goes to work, when he goes to work to become the great person that he knows he can become, he is really expressing something much deeper than self. He's aligning heaven and earth. He knows that hidden within his consciousness, hidden in his dreams is prophecy. Hidden in his ambitions is furthering not his mission in the world, but God's mission in the world. That's the dreams. Those are the dreams that Joseph sets about to accomplish. Rabbi Tzedek HaKon of Lublin writes that each of us have a dream. Each of us have a yearning and ambition to be a king or a queen. Because we each are king or queen of our domain. We each were brought into this world with a specific mission, with specific qualities, strengths, talents, and so on. And only we can master that domain. We must be the monarch. We must be king or queen of our little world. And then we can do great things for others. Those are the dreams that Joseph had. Those are the dreams that we have deep down. Although we don't hear the voice, we don't hear the message of those dreams. We're complacent. We're happy where we are or we're stuck in a depression or a semi-depression. Though we're not happy where we are, we don't have the ambition, we don't have the energy to drive out of that rut. Joseph teaches us to never stop dreaming. Joseph was in so many challenging situations. The future looked so bleak on so many occasions and yet he doesn't give up. He knows that this inner yearning to be the best person that he can be is something that will happen. It will occur. We need to see our own greatness, the realization of our innermost deepest dreams as inevitable. We need to see their fruition, their realization as something that will by default happen if we only have faith in the process and we go to work putting one foot in front of the other to become the great person that we know we can be. Joseph is relentless. Joseph keeps on going. Now, what happens when Joseph, who learned about his essence by reflecting on who he was to his parents, Joseph recognized that he was able to limit the influence of evil from his mother, Rachel. He realized that his power of acceptance and embracing reality put a stamp on reality that allowed people to live in the present and deal with the present. And Joseph knew that he gave his father Yaakov the ability to expand his kernel of truth and be able to contend 
with evil, be able to deal with his wicked twin brother, as we discussed in a previous episode. Joseph knew those things and Joseph recognized he had the ability to at once accept reality and define reality and at the same time to push forward and give a new dreamlike vision for the tomorrow. That was equality that Joseph really personified. But what happened when he set to when he set out to work? When he went to talk to his brothers about his dreams, he was rejected because Joseph's vision wasn't about today, it was about tomorrow. And if you only saw it from the perspective of today, you had great trouble realizing what he was really talking about. Initially, leadership, which seeks to define reality, as the great Peter Drucker said, leadership's role is to define reality. Leadership that seeks to define the reality not based on only today's circumstances, but based on where reality can go, where we can take this tomorrow. Leadership that seeks to do that often faces opposition. People fail to appreciate that there's a tomorrow they only see today. They're completely imprisoned by the constraints of the reality that exists today. And so Joseph is met with opposition, but he doesn't let that opposition discourage him. He has an urgency to see the realization of his dreams, to see a united family of Jacob. And he recognizes that it's his responsibility to be that leader. And yet, Joseph's own greatest strength, the ability to take today's reality and make something great out of it tomorrow, that very strength turns into a weakness. And he goes and he slanders his brothers before his father Jacob. Joseph doesn't accept reality. He tries pushing it forward, but he does it in an immature way. And he is hampered by his very own strength. And the result is that his brothers chase him down and chase him out of town. And it seems that his dreams of leadership, his dreams of uniting his family, have never been further away. Now, the funny thing is that a dream, the sages tell us, goes by its interpretation. And the ones to interpret Joseph's dream as a dream of leadership and kingship over them were his brothers. They were the ones who interpreted the dream that way. It could have been interpreted another way. So we see that the very opposition, the very jealousy of Joseph's brothers is ultimately what led to, his, to the realization of his dreams. So when facing opposition, try to rethink your approach, try to soften your approach. If you dream of something better than the reality today, and you approach others about fixing it, about changing it, about developing it, and you meet opposition, first of all, don't be surprised. Second of all, don't be discouraged. Third, rethink your, your approach, your path of attack. Perhaps you can soften it. Perhaps you can be more patient with others and allow them the time to come to terms with the vision that you're trying to create. Joseph's opposition that he faces is brutal. His brothers seek to kill him, and yet he doesn't give up. In fact, the sale of Joseph into slavery, which is the culmination of the attempt that his brothers take at his life, that, sell, that selling Joseph into slavery, his descent into Egypt, 
is ultimately what leads to his being the second in command, what leads to his being the viceroy of Egypt, what leads ultimately to the brothers and Jacob and Jacob standing around Joseph in absolute unity in the land of Egypt. Then it leads to a Jewish people forming in the land of Egypt. Despite all the pain, suffering, and difficulties, the Jewish people emerge stronger, and the Jewish people come out of Egypt as a nation, ready to accept God's Torah at Sinai. All of that is brought about by Joseph's dreams. Joseph's dreams that are chased, that are oppressed, that are threatened, and yet persevere. Because Joseph recognizes that the dreams are about tomorrow. And he has patience. He has faith. We too, we need to dream. And we need to persevere. And we need to face reality and recognize how it is that we can make it better. And we need to do all of that with a calm faith in our success and in the success of the people around us.